0: Hello, and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews and Nintendo. November, my look at bad video game movies such as Mario Brothers, Mortal Kombat, Tomb Raider, and today's movie, Street Fighter 1994. The John Claude Van Damme vehicle that has little to nothing to do with the video game it is based off of, mind you. And saying that, none of these movies are much like the video games that are based off of much like Super Mario Bros, a movie I covered last week. With the full backing of Capcom and their first attempt into movies, comes a $35 million budget movie pulling in a woeful $66 million. Here it is, Street Fighter 1994, which I saw as a kid in a full cinema on a summer's day in 1995. Because back then, movies were at least six months behind America, unlike today where they're pretty much a couple of weeks in some cases, a couple of days even. Anyway, Which I must admit, this is one of my ultimate guilty pleasure movies, so let's dive into this second ever video game movie starring Jean-Claude Van Damme, Raoul Joyer, Ming Huen, and Kylie Minogue, directed by Stephen De Souza. The plot, an A.N. colonel must stop an evil megalomaniac dictator from taking over the world. Can he stop him and his cohorts or is the world doomed? The movie opens up on a world being turned into a street fighter logo, a then fake CNN style news reports of the war and made up country of Shadaloo. And her an introduction to Chun Li, played by Ming Ne Wen. I think I pronounce her names, apologies if it's not. Of Agents of Shield, ER and Mulan. She is a news reporter who gives us the backstory of the AN. That's Allied Nations, not UN. United Nations of the dictator, General M. Bison. Then we're introduced to General M. Bison, played by Raoul Joya of Adams Family movies, as he's flying around on his flying control panel chair type thingy. As the news report continues, Bison throws in a pit, the 64 AN hostages he took 24 hours earlier, and the 16 AN soldiers. Somewhat she kills to prove his might, Colonel Guile, played by Jean Claude Van Damme who took over eight million dollars to play this role and refused to play johnny cage in the upcoming mortal kombat movie which i'm doing next week hey well anyway as we're saying van damme he is in everything uh, from the 80s up to the early noughties that wasn't an arnie or stallone movie he arrives in his little apc so chun Li and her cameraman balrog played by grand l bush of die hard a movie i covered last year Lethal Weapon, another movie I covered last year, and Demolition Man Fall for an interview. In the outside broadcasting truck, do we meet E Honda, played by Peter Tosopia, I think that's pronounced his name, of Speed Racer 12 rounds, and New Girl is puzzled to how a bison can hack his signal. In Burst Cami, played by Kyle Minogue, of delinquents, biodome, some people, Doctor Who and of course neighbours to try to trace the Bison hack. So as Guile tries to keep Bison talking, Bison's computer hacker DJ played by Miguel Nunes Jr. of Friday 13th Part 5, Return of the Dead and Joey notices the trace so Bison tells Guile he has three days to pay his 20 billion dollar ransom of the hostages or they will die. And for good measure, puts Giles' friend Blanca, played by Robert Mamo oh, I think that's pronounced his name. Oh, God. Of the Matrix movies, Homo Home and Away, and of course neighbours know not the Zac Efron movie, but the long running Aussie Soap into the hands of his pet scientist Delcium, played by Rashal Seth. Rashal Seth of Gandhi, Indiana Jones. And temple of doom and vertical limit to make his ultimate killing machine by pumping him full of steroids and poisoning his mind by forcing him to watch war footage over and over again all the while bison's lackey zangief played by andrew brianansky of Texas chainsaw massacre remake Texas chainsaw at the beginning and batman returns a movie covered last year check my archives smurms in the background doing his worse Russian accent. Cut to a cage-fighting scene where we are introduced to vain cage-fighter Vega, played by Jay Tarvar of Red Den Redemption, who is Intimid 3 and Metal Gear Solid 5, who wears a metal mask to protect his pretty boy looks while being armed with a three-pronged claw attached to his hand. In walks the, quote, heroes Ryu and Ken, played by Baron Man Ryu of Man with the Iron Fists, Sleeping Dogs, and Catwoman, a movie I'm covering next year. And Damien Kappa, Ken, of Under Siege, Melrose Place, and sometimes they come back for more. Now, you know, your bloody careers are dead if you're doing fucking Stephen King spin-offs. Jesus, jinkies. They try to sell guns to local crime lord Sagat, played by Wes Stadai, I think I pronounced his name, of Avatar, Heat, and Penny Dreadful, but he's once ahead of them and forces them to into a cage fight with Vega. Guile smashes through the wall, luckily in his tank, and arrests them all for breaking curfew. As this is happening, Bison checks on Dalcium's progress with Blanca, as he injects him with steroids and forces him to watch war crime footage over and over again. And note, Dalcium has his hands in chains because in a video game he's a yoga master and a fire eater. The next morning, at the ANHQ, a staff meeting is held and introduced to Captain Sawada. Played by Kenya Sabada of IP Man and T Hawk, played by Greg Rainwater of Pocahontas 2, Justice League, and Young Justice. An assassin breaks in to kill Guile, but one sweep kick later, and he's down and out. With some terrible acting from Kylie, do we see he's a Sagat assassin? So Guile comes up with the plan to fake his own death and have two of his spies befriend Sagat, told him to Bison. Luckily for him, Ken and Ryu set up start a street fight with Sagat's gang and he has his way in. Guile takes Ken and Ryu to a refugee camp to show the suffering of the people of Shadaloo and this works on them even though Ken is a selfish self-centered money-hungry douchebag in this whereas Ryu is more like a peaceful Zen type person. The next morning, Gail fakes his own death and Ken and Ryu are now in Sagat's good graces. Chun-Li plants a tracker on the prison van before it escapes, then later that night breaks in to see Gilesie's body. He comes to life and arrests her, but she escapes and puts her plan into action to kill Bison for killing her father and the village. Cut to Bison's flea market, and why the hell would a warlord have a flea market for crying out loud? Where he's selling the weapons he stole over, over the years, and Chun-Li with her boys pretending to be circus performers plant a bomb in their van and try to escape. Right here is the main bane of this movie, the bad jokes and terrible puns, not to mention bloody Van Damme's terrible one-liners, where Geef shouts out quick change the channel as he sees Chung lis van coming towards the tent on TV, with Chung li and her boys captured and Ken and Ryu now in Bison's good graces after they pointed out Chun-Li's a bomb. Gail now knows where Bison's HQ is. And goes in for the kill. And his stealth boat, yes, folks, a stealth boat. And that idea was so ridiculous. The gin but producers does not use it again. In tomorrow never dies. An uneasy alliance is formed by Sagat and Bison. Changnee is taken away to be given a quote private interview by Bison. As Balrog and Honda are tortured, as Honda is getting whipped, all Balrog can do is crack jokes, annoying the jailer. He leaves, and Balrog and Honda escape with ease. Now at the forty minutes mark and most people are in their iconic outfits such as Ken and Ryu in white and red martial art outfits, Balrog in his boxing attire and chun in her dual split dress with spike handcuffs and pigtail hair. In yet another sad attempt at tumour, do we see an A.N. pencil pusher played by Simon Gallo of Four Weddings and a Funeral Ace Ventura pet detective James the Giant Peach tell Gail and A.N. soldiers that they're going to pay Bison's $20 billion ransom and for him to stand down. Gael doesn't listen and rows off in his stealth boat, soaking the pencil pusher, cause that's funny, right? Ugh, dear god. The jokes are terrible on this Terrible mid nineties garbage. Anyway, cut to Bison hearing all about Chun-Li, wanting him dead. The reason for that is cause 20 years earlier, Bison slaughtered everyone in her village after they stopped to him. Bison is stripping himself off of his iconic red army outfit and metal shin guard to a Hugh Hefner style smoking jacket he just quips he doesn't even remember her oddest event and besides what can she do she's just a woman so she kicks his ass with her thousand kick special move and note the Pogo the Clown style painting of Bison which is supposed to be just like the one in Saddam Hussein's palace it's sitting in Bison's bedroom except of course this is a bison pitcher, and not Saddam so zane moving on just before she goes in for the kill does honda and balrog distract her and bison gets away gassing them as he does and i love how raul julia is just loving every minute playing this evil colonel bison just a shame this movie killed him back with blanca who is now an orange haired hulk like creature under some really piss poor makeup dalcium tries to keep blanca as human as possible by letting him watch kind, gentle images such as a wedding on a TVs strapped to his head and not the bloody war and violence that Bison wants him to watch. With the final assault and swing, Guile leaves the main A.N. forced to take the back door in, however, he blows up radars on his way in, alerting Bison to him coming. So Bison blows the ridiculous stealth boat sky high. Bison boards his flying command chair, and yes, that's as stupid as it sounds, and blows Guile away. Note, the control panel is actually an arcade-style control pads. Dalcium is caught tampering with Blanker's programming, so it is almost choked to death by a guard. During the scuffle, Blanker is freed and he quickly smashes the place up, killing the guard, but not using elixible attacks. Just super strength, I suppose. Guile, unsurprisingly, isn't dead and is now in Bison's compound. After a quick fight with some guards, Tihok and Cammy look for the hostages as Guile's Gael, rather, goes to take on Bison. With the time up, Bison goes to kill the hostages. As is happening, Gael finds his way into the lab and is about to kill Blanca, But he stopped by Delcium last minute, so Gael goes off to face Bison, with Blanca's chamber rising and Bison monologuing, as a good villain should. Does Gael come flying out of the chamber, a dropkick, which he doesn't actually do in a bloody video game, and the final fight is on, Chun-Li and Cole escape with ease yet again, Guile shoots everyone in sight and it's pretty much turned into an Austin Powers style spoof fight ending. With Honda taking on Zangief complete with Godzilla sound effects, Sagat taking on Ken and Ryu who also fights with Vega. As outside all hell breaks loose with Kylie firing handguns and a bazookas. A.N. men showing up in dinghies and exploding every 6.6 seconds. It's a fucking madhouse. Finally, it's one-on-one, Bison vs. Guile. Oh yes, and now everyone is in their iconic outfits at the 1 hour and 10 minute mark. Guile quickly kicks Bison's ass and is almost kills him with a few sonic kicks and a sonic boom later. However... Bison gets a second wind and starts flying around, much like it does in a bloody video game, shocking Guile with his electrified gauntlets. Oh yes, I forgot to say, DJ has run off to steal anything that is not nailed down, just as Ken had the same idea. He says on the CCTV feed, Ryo walk into a trap of Sagat and Vega, so runs off to save his brother in arms. With Bison flying around, Doing one of his only three moves that Bison has, the flying charge punch, he mocks Guile at every hit. i him, not even Raul Julia's swirly-eyed, mad performance can save this movie. From itself, this thing has turkey written all over it. Ken and Ryu win their fight between Vega and Sagat as they just walk off into sunset after each person did their special moves. As Bison goes in for the final blow on the all-but-beaten Guile, does Van Damme pull out his infamous Van Dam triple spin kick? in pretty much every one of his bloody movies, and says Bison to his death by kicking him into the TV wall as it explodes, and legend has it, this is how Raoul Jullier actually died. Cami gets the hostages out, just in the nick of time, as a compound explodes for some reason. Zangief turns good after he catches DJ running away with a case full of cash, and he helps the hostages escape by holding up the blast doors at the very end, holding open the blast doors at the end, even Guile tries to get Blanca to safety, but Dalcium, now bald for some reason, stops him and they both die in the explosion. The compound blows, Guile barely gets out, they all do their happy win victory poses, Sagat finds Digi running out of the back door, uh, joins him finding his cases full of useless bison dollars, as credits roll onto a scene showing Bison's hand rising from the ashes. So that was Street Fighter a ridiculous movie that takes itself far too seriously Almost everyone in, in this can see this is a bad movie Raoul Julia does his best to save this movie with his overlay over the top acting and indeed He just runs with this awful script with its cheap and dirty feel I can't really go off in on this one as this is a guilty pleasure movie. So I'm going to give this five yatas out of ten so, I'll come back next week for my look at both Mortal Kombat movies, and finally my look at both Tomb Raider movies. December is Fest of Funnies, such as Christmas Vacation. January is John Compton movies, such as The Fog, and February is Final Destination. Don't forget to leave a like, follow and comment. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod or even we Move suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Check out some of my other franchise podcasts of Resident Evil, Underworld, Mad Max and more. Check out my solo podcasts of Die Hard 1 and 2, Batman Returns, Donnie Darko and a many more. And a bye-bye!